when we saw a precipitous drop in airline travel in March of 2020, it was easy to see that that industry would be in crisis. But the university, the stable bedrock of American and global learning in crisis, this is something that's been rumored for years because of the challenges of online learning and the rising cost of higher education. But never would we have thought that the kinds of challenges that are faced by universities would be ones that would be faced right now. We pull apart why this exact moment in time is such a challenging crisis for universities. And we talk about options forward for universities and for students making their decisions about what to do related to enrollment. Thank you for joining. Universities in crisis. One of the unknown elements of COVID-19 at the beginning of the crisis was how it would affect universities. At Management Consulted, we work with and are partners with many universities in the U.S. and around the world. And as we began to hear about changes that universities were making with programmers, we began to understand some of the long-lasting effects that COVID-19 might have on universities. So we wanted to supply you with a little bit of data on what's happening in the University of Space. The American Council on Education published some significant research in the late spring that talked about the impact of COVID-19 on universities. And this was largely when universities were planning to come back in either a hybrid or an on-campus model almost entirely. So their projection was that about 25% of international students could not or would not choose to return to universities. This is both undergraduate and graduate programs. And that about 15% of undergraduate students uh, that were from the U.S. as well as graduate students would choose not to attend school, would choose not to start a program, or would defer the program that they're in, which overall would result in a revenue loss for institutions of over $20 billion dollars on a top line of about $500 billion, which notably is a very, very large industry. This represents a crisis in the organizations, but not for the reasons that you might think. It's not because universities make money off of students. It's because universities in the strategy simplified context are massive fixed cost organizations. And so the question became in the spring, what do you turn off? What do you close? You can't just sell your stadium. You can't just sell your library building. And if you close off your utilities, that doesn't save enough to provide a different value proposition or a different pricing structure for students. You can't furlough tenured employees that you're expecting to have teach classes online. The fact that the workload has moved to a remote environment doesn't mean that the workload has changed. And so universities largely faced challenges between their three major stakeholders. First of all, the faculty. Second of all, the students. And third of all, the parents or other support providers like educational institutions that support students going to school. So what I'm going to talk about today is just what's happening inside the space. Make sure that everyone understands the massive burden of a fixed cost organization and how they manage toward the top line. And then I'm going to talk about some of the options that folks are facing and what I think some of the best options are going forward. 
Right now, we have some backward-looking information. We see what universities did in the spring. They closed down, sent students home, didn't bring them back to campus, and were able to maintain tuition and enrollments at fairly steady levels. Students that were near their degree completion finished their degrees. Students that were near their second year finished their second year. Students that were on campus went home, and universities very faithfully returned on-campus living fees to them. That was one of the major changes that happened in the spring. However, we now have, coming into the fall season, a very different look because we have people that are deciding whether or not to enroll for the first time in a program that looks very different than what they expected. And we're looking at students that are thinking about returning to programs that, again, are not what they expected. And so one of the most common outcries that we've heard from students is we should get a discount for our online experience. It's not the same as being on campus. And universities are faced with a massive challenge, which is do they face potential decreases in enrollment that may or may not be related to those prices? Uh, Or do they give discounts in enrollment and look everywhere for where they could cut on the cost side? Most universities operate at a near break-even or sometimes even at a loss. And so providing a a remote experience for them actually sometimes increases costs. It doesn't decrease them because organizations have to move their curriculum online. They have to add additional technology and additional programming. And the costs that they're saving, having classrooms full, don't actually help the university in the first place. In addition, not having students on campus means that same loss in revenue that they saw in the spring, which is from things like dining hall revenue and things like on-campus housing being full. Again, if they don't rent those houses out to students, they're not renting them to just random members of the community. So it's just a closure. There's a net loss from any of those kinds of activities. So with such a crisis on their hands, with the enrollment challenge of being a fixed-cost institution that needs to have students on board in order to have them in the classroom and needs to bring more students on board if they were to give a discount and needs to potentially provide more services for their students, universities are faced with some major challenges. In addition, so are students. And so if you're a student, I wanna speak to you really quickly today. In the Strategy Simplified Framework, we try to think about the best strategy. And usually we try to think about it on an institutional level. For institutions like universities, their job right now is to manage the experience and the expectations of their three stakeholders and make sure that everyone understands that there are three stakeholders at the party. It's not just students that are the customers, but it's faculty that are part of the party as well as parents and outside individuals. They need to make sure that open lines of communication are available and they need to make sure that all of the stakeholders are heard and represented in the decision making. But that's about crisis communications, not about strategy, not about what they should do. If you're a student, you have choices. What should you do? Should you be enrolling in university right now? Or should you be sitting on the sidelines taking a gap year of sorts? I want to speak to you. First of all, I'm going to echo the words of Keith Bevins, who is the partner at Bain, who was on one of our first episodes of Strategy Simplified. He said the best place to be in a crisis is in university. It's in the classroom. It's getting a degree. And I 110% agree with that. 
I think that if you have the opportunity to, you should race toward the finish line, jump into your educational prospects, and stay in school. I think it's the best opportunity that you might have to learn from the inside about how organizations in crisis get their experience and what they do, what they do well, and what they don't do well, and to participate in what needs to happen to make this a thriving, amazing experience. Throw yourself into it, run toward the finish line, finish your degree, finish well, learn as much as you can, and learn as much as you can about operating in a crisis mode. The type of people that employers want coming out of undergraduate and graduate degree programs are people who do not run from crisis, people who run toward it, who people who engage with it, people who do not think of themselves as victims, but as participants in shaping a new world. That is you. That's the opportunity that you have. I'd encourage you to stay in school. However, if you're wary about staying in school, or if you feel like there might be other things that you're thinking about doing, I am the classic example of someone who can't say stay in school all the time because I took a year as a gap year at the end of my undergraduate institution. Granted, I had finished my degree, so it was a little bit different, but I took seven months to travel around the world. In that seven months, I gained enriching experience that I absolutely would not trade for anything. I traveled to 14 countries. My plan was to volunteer in seven of them. I volunteered in nine of them. And I did other enriching activities, such as reading about the history or the economics of the country and doing adventure activities. The overall trip was a major game changer for me. It set the stage for passion in business that I didn't even know existed in me and moved me away from my planned career in medicine. It's how I got to where I am today. It's who, what made me who I am today in light of all of the things that are happening in the world. And it made me completely unafraid to go into new environments. If that's the kind of gap year that you're planning, a gap year where you're running towards something into a different kind of challenge or crisis or issue, and you want to build skills in a different way, go for it. That's the kind of gap year that makes sense. That's the kind of gap year that fits in this crisis management moment that we're in. If, however, you want to take a gap year because you're unhappy about the options that are laid out on the table for you, I encourage you to pursue the options that are there and make the best of them. Really think about what you're running toward in the gap year, not what you're running away from. As a parent, I'm faced with these kinds of educational decisions for my young children as well. Do I send them to school? where they may have to do things that are unpleasant, like mask or behave differently in the classroom, or do I keep them at home? My decision is largely the same. Should I opt for keeping them at home to keep them away from the classroom, that's not wise. That's not the optimal decision. Should I opt to keep them at home because I believe that at home we can create a dynamic, rich experience that will be heads and tails above what they could get in the classroom, even if we're open and normal, that's a very different thought process. So I really encourage you, if you are a student, to think that way. As we move into the fall, we will provide an update when we find out more about organizations that have opened, how long they've stayed opened, and if they've remained open, how they've successfully managed all of their different stakeholders, and what the data says about what students have opted to do. We are looking for your stories and your insights. 
And we just want to conclude by saying, students, we see you. We know that it's a hard time. It won't be the first one that you'll face. Look for all of what you can get out of this. And to administrators and faculty members, we see you too. We see that you have a lot of people that you're managing, that your heart is always for your students, and that you have a lot that's on your plate. And we just encourage you to make the next right choice. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Universities in Crisis. Strategy Simplified is not just about for-profit institutions, but every institution, every organization has costs and revenues and challenges related to managing both of those. If you are a student thinking about different options or who have selected one of the different options for your fall semester, we would love to hear from you about your thought process. In addition, if you are an administrator or a faculty member at a university facing the challenges of the internal workings of how the university chooses and decides to operate that wants to bring more light to the challenge from the university perspective, we would additionally love to hear from you on a future episode of Strategy Simplified. Please email us, team, T-E-A-M, at managementconsulted.com. Thanks again for joining.